Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, 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 and welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast. It's just me, PB, today, and first of all, I wanted to apologise for the lack of content recently. We've had a few personal issues, and also my equipment has let me down, and, and I'm now talking to you from a brand new MacBook, so I was very excited to to put something out tonight, only to realise that um, they've got rid of all the the normal ports on the side, so I need to buy some adapters and things. So firstly, apologise for lack of content and the presumed lack of quality in the audio recording for this one. It's only going to be a short one, and um, we're going to look to deliver more frequently, but more perhaps solo podcasts as well when we can't get everyone together and also instead of them being related to games necessarily because I think the feeling we often get is we we can only get together too far after a game's finished and that sometimes stops us from from creating the content so you know there's always talking points with Arsenal and we want to have discussions when we can and put them out there for the content uh, and hopefully people will enjoy it and also gives us a bit of a, a differentiating factor from from some of the other popular podcasts out there. So hopefully we can start to deliver more frequently and you will enjoy that. So just wanted to clear that up before we got going. I'm talking to you straight after the looting game, which... Was was quite something, wasn't it? I mean, I've I've had chest pain for the last half an hour since the game ended, and that last five minutes, you know, so many talking points about the game. But I wanted to to focus on sort of four individuals in this mini solo podcast, and you've got to start with David Raya. I mean, people who listen to the podcast will know I'm a fan of his. I was was happy with his signing. He's obviously had his worst performance yet today. Nobody can hide behind that. Um, There's clearly not an ideal resolution to this. Ramsdale had to play a couple of weeks ago and looked looked pretty poor against Brentford. I know he was cold going into that game, but can you bring him into a run now, which is Villa, Liverpool, Brighton, and expect him to really perform at a high level? The second part is Raya had started to settle down and had some consistently good games. I know you need your keeper to do that for pretty much every game. I'm not I'm not excusing that. Raya tonight was far from good enough, but I'm not sure what Arteta does now. I, I, my instinct is he sticks with Raya, and my instinct is that is the right thing to do. Um, ultimately, we've come away with the points tonight, so that takes a little bit of pressure off those mistakes had we not got the three points it it creates an even bigger problem but look he's he's got to be better for that corner he's got to be better for the third goal uh, the first goal we can do nothing about um his passing was was fairly good today 
ultimately other teams are going to look at this how they got on top of us from that for that second goal in particular but I think there's a bigger issue around Arsenal with corners and I know we've not conceded many when you look at the totals compared to other teams but we concede very few corners so we quite often it feels like give teams a route back I'm thinking about the Fulham game their late goal came from a corner thinking back to home games last season in that run-in Bournemouth game I know we eventually won but they scored from a corner um, Southampton of course we can't give up such easy goals Sevilla this year away in the Champions League that's got to change and that's not just on the keeper I mean the first goal wasn't the keeper the second goal is the keeper but equally had he not come for that ball I mean the ideal situation is he comes in and punches it but if he stays in, he's still scoring the goal because Rice, as, as quality as he was, just sort of lent into the player and didn't really compete for the ball, probably because he saw the keeper coming and was trying to sort of impact the the guy jumping for it, but ultimately not good enough. And that's two corners in one game against Luton. And it's lucky it's not cost us points. But yeah, David Wright, I mean, he's going to have a big test now. We've got Villa away. We've got Brighton at home. We've got Liverpool away. And... They're going to be games, you know, he's had some solid games recently where he's not had many shots to save, many corners to deal with. In all three of those games, he's going to have a, he's going to have plenty to do. As good as our defending is in open play, those are three teams that can cause serious problems and and have done before. So three big games for him. If, if he has a couple of dodgy games of in those three going into January, it could create a, a decision for Arteta to make, whether that's with Ramsdale or whether that's with a replacement for Ramsdale, if if that ship's sailed already. Second player I want to talk about is Kai Havertz, uh, another player who I'd be more positive on than others on this podcast and, and on my Twitter account. And I think, you know, he rightfully was getting some criticism in his first sort of 10 games or so. He wasn't giving us quite enough. He was playing with such low confidence. But as a as a person who saw a lot of him by Leverkusen, I refuse to sort of give up on that potential. He's he's a player so highly rated by the managers who've worked with him and and that his fellow professionals as well. You heard Jorginho talk about him in the week. He's clearly a top, top player, but what's also clear is how much confidence has a part to play in, in his level of performance and we're seeing that now in his increase in performance that, you know, the penalty against Bournemouth, we hoped would kickstart it a bit. It didn't really. I think he knew deep down, you know, that was a bit of a, a pity penalty, if you like, and it wasn't really something he'd earned himself. As soon as he got his first proper goal, um, goal involvement, I think, to be honest, after he, he set up that goal against City, performances improved from him. Uh, he's looking much more settled in the team, in that midfield role. I said it after the Wolves game, but what's sort of impressing me more than his goals is his newfound confidence to run with the ball. We saw it again a couple of times in this Luton game. He carried the ball for a very physical side and he's a very physical player. You know, he's six foot, six foot three, six foot four. He's very strong. He can hold it up and he's got to have that belief He's very leggy. He looks like he's running slowly, but he's actually covers the ground incredibly well. 
and we've seen it in the last few games, when he has that confidence, he can take on players, he can make big strides up the pitch and carry that ball forward for us. And I thought, you know, goal in a big moment today. Jesus does incredibly well for it, but he gets in that position. If we don't score immediately after Luton take the lead, you know, we're probably looking at trying to salvage a point at the end. We needed to immediately get back on terms, get back really quickly. And his goal did that, you know, scoring in a big moment. It's not a pity penalty. It's not a goal in a 4-0 win. It's it's a big goal that's made a big difference. It's very soon after he's done that against Brentford as well. So huge moment for him. And hopefully, as we've seen, that confidence increases his level. That should now continue to happen now that he he's building up those goal contributions, feeling really part of this team. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't think he got booked tonight. He, he's one booking away from a suspension, a one-game suspension. So he's he's probably going to have to miss a game soon. Um, so I would play him against Villa. Uh, I think we've got to ride that wave. I know Trossard's on decent form as well, but I would keep him in the side now. I think this is a player the manager's invested heavily in. He's a young player. It doesn't feel young, but he is only 24 still, I think. And he's a player that clearly has big potential and we're starting to see that now. And I'm really pleased for him. The third player I wanted to talk about tonight was Gabriel Jesus. And, you know, I'm not saying anything out of the box here or left field, but what a player he is when we can get him fully fit and we it's essential we keep him fit now. I mean, we're already missing big players in this squad that is so often overlooked. We're missing Thomas Partey. We're missing Timber, not for one or two games, for long periods of the season. And we've only had, I think this is Gabriel Jesus' fifth game as striker out of the 14. You know, and he's clearly level, when he's fully fit, he's levels above Eddie and Ketia. There's, There's no debate in that. He brings out the best in the players around him. We've seen better performances from Odegaard, Havertz, Saka, Martinelli when he's in the team and we really need to keep him fit now. Obviously, winning that game against Lance means he shouldn't be anywhere near the PSV game. Um, But I also think it poses further questions to Arteta when you can see such an increase in performance. Getting a backup striker is never easy, but Nketiah feels so different to Jesus and I, I just think if we really want to compete for Champions League, Premier League and, and be at the top of the European game, we should be we should be starting to shape our squad to have Jesus and another player who can make similar similar impacts because we've got enough data on Jesus to know he's not going to be fully fit for a whole season now. He's not a he's not got a Declan Rice or a Bakayo Saka track record. If he did, I think it'd be fine to have Eddie. But he's it's probably a bit harsh to say Thomas Partey, but he's kind of halfway there with his injury record and we can't have that. And I, and I think Arteta will be aware of it. I mean, he was aware of it with Partey and what did he do? He went out and got Declan Rice this summer, spent big money on him in that area of the pitch. So probably not something that happens in January, unfortunately, with fees and player availability, but something the club need to be looking at and um, I'm sure they will do. We're probably going to have to make a significant sale. Smith Rowe is the one that comes to mind, but the longer he misses games, you know, we've, we think about it in our head as a 50, 60 million player, but 
who's going to be paying that money? What club is going to invest such a huge amount of money in a player that's showed such promise but has shown real inconsistency in his fitness and form? And on that injury note, the final player I wanted to talk about today is Tommy Asu. Didn't play in this Luton game and after all the the great news and celebration after the game, Arteta revealed in his press conference that Tommy Asu has had a scan on his calf and it's not good news. No time frame at the moment, but that implies we're not going to see him for the rest of the year. You know, we're already 5th of December. We're going to miss him from this busy Christmas period and there was talk of a new contract because he's been playing so well but again is this a player Arsenal can consistently rely on because he has a littered injury pass now since he's been at the club and as good as he can be he's not brilliant when he's half fit and he's very rarely fully fit a bit like Thomas Partey and the best ability is availability and Arteta is very clear with that and I wonder if that changes any plans with contracts. Arsenal rumoured to be looking at a defender anyway in January. And that's only going to be accelerated. You know, Timber, we can't really expect him to to really make any impact this season. He, he might appear in March and start to get minutes. But I think we've got to count him out. Uh, I think White's brilliant assist for the goal today for Jesus. But... I think he was poor defensively for that third goal. I think he was really poor. Obviously, Raya, huge mistake. But I think if you watch it back, White does really, really badly there. And I think he's had a few games this season where he's been really poor in moments, just a bit too chilled out. And, you know, he, he's he been fit for a couple of weeks and he didn't come straight back in the team. Tommy Asu had been keeping him out. Now he's going to have to play every important minute. Obviously, he's not going to play against PSV, but we're down to Cedric and Walters as backups. And, you know, even if White stays fit and plays every game, we want to be a squad with five subs that can bring on a Tommy Asu Timber off the bench and, and losing that option, particularly when we're about to go to Anfield, Villa Park uh, and host Brighton. It worries me that our bench is, is so looking much less powerful. Even Thomas Partey, who was viewed as a potential option at right back, unlikely to see him for the rest of the year as well. So it's putting major strain on the defence. I'm glad Kivior got some minutes today because over at left back, you've got Zinchenko who could, could drop at any minute as well with his injury record. So we can't afford to have players coming in cold. I would love to see Walters start against PSV not Cedric. Cedric's the past. Walters is the future. We're one injury from Walters needing to at least be able to be comfortable to come off the bench. And, you know, a couple of injuries from him having to start a game. He's highly rated by the club, can play centre-back, can play right-back. Let's give him a start against PSV. Let's give him some experience playing in this team, some senior minutes, because we don't want to drop him in cold. Same with Kivior, he's got to start that PSV game. Those two players may need to have an impact for us. And, you know, given the timber injury and we didn't do anything in the market to replace it, this was always going to be a risk. Maybe it's slightly fortunate that we've got this far without it getting so thin because we're quite close to January. But 
there's a hell of a lot of big games and points to be won before then. So, look, I hope it doesn't cost us, but it's uh, it's something for the manager and the club to ponder around Tommy Asu, his injury record, and equally what we now do in the January window. My feeling is any thoughts of a striker or midfielder will probably be put on the back burner to the summer unless there's a player from Brazil. Obviously their season ends in January, so it could be an opportunity there. But I think the club will be looking for a low cost or loan option even in defence um, to just give us some cover that's higher quality than Cedric and more experienced than Walters. But let's see what happens. You know, I really feel for Tommy. It's, it must be terrible for him to have got back in that form, got in the team, keep him white out and, and get another injury. But ultimately, this business has to be cutthroat and we've done it with other players and I do wonder if that changes the club's stance on him. Thank you for listening to that quick solo pod. It's just been me, Ollie PB. You can get me on Twitter at Ollie Price Bates. Follow the podcast at Fresh Arsenal Pod. And if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. We will be putting out more frequent short podcasts when we can't get everyone together, as I said at the start of this. And uh, we look forward to you listening again. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.